I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi! Welcome to Scam Wow! I'm Caitlin Bradnick. I'm Sue Smith. And we love love scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We're back again, and we're very excited for this episode. Yes, we really are. How are you doing? How was your week? I am good. I I have to say, okay, so. Lay it on me. This is the thing. I was really lucky. I got a chance to get vaccinated, and the stress... Ah! Of being somebody who's getting vaccinated, I felt very guilty. You don't have to deserving. No, no survivor's guilt. We'll all be tons of it. We'll all be vaccinated eventually. Just live in it. Hoping. I I just. I remember, like, I was so thrilled, but then all of a sudden, I was like, "What about?" Because all you hear about are all the groups of people that aren't getting vaccinated and are underrepresented. It's okay, and that's in the media mainly, which is great. But I was like, "Should I go?" And then I read something. I was like, "Bitch, go get your vaccinations. (laughs) Like, just like get it, get it." For the better good, just go get it. I've been trying to scam my way into a vaccine all week. Go for it. I think anybody who wants to get vaccinated, I was on like a mommy group and they were like, somebody was sort of saying like some people are getting vaccinated earlier than others for scamming. And I was like, "Ah, guys, just get vaccinated. Like I I don't begrudge anybody. I'm not going to do it like taking it from someone else. Right. But I've been on all the websites looking for the health conditions. And one website was like, said high blood pressure, which I have, and have. and said, are you breastfeeding? Which I am. No, you are, Sue. You could. And but that was the only website that asked for it, though. So I don't know if it's a real thing. No, it is a real thing because I went on because I got I got in because of my cool ass connections with Sloan Kettering. <laughs> Trying to avoid ovarian and breast cancer. So they're like, Caitlin, you're in our bubble. You get to get your vaccine. But on that too, I was nervous still because I'm I don't have cancer. I'm not in in cancer treatment. Sure. I was like, oh no, am I taking a spot of a cancer patient? So I called Sloan Kettering. I double checked and they're like, Yes, get in here. Just get in as fast as you sure. can. Like, let's get it. It was great. Fine. Um but pregnancy and breastfeeding were some of the factors too so that is something that you could do i think maybe it's just in new york like in california the restrictions aren't as broad but uh my friend molly mccluskey friend of the show hilarious Mm -hmm. into housewives tweeted that she went around to um pharmacies in new york and when they were closing it was like hey do you have any more vaccines and she got one I got to do it. I got to do you that. You got to do it. You just got to do it. I love like a like a little hustle like that. It's exciting. It's exciting. Nobody wants to die of COVID. No. It's no, so but thrilling. I love But I love like getting one over on the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good. It's a good yes. scam. Get it. 
I want yeah. everyone to get their vaccines. I hope everybody's doing well. But yeah, that it gave me total anxiety. And I, for a second, I was like, you know, I know we joke and I say proudly how much of a scammer I am, but I didn't want to scam in this way. So I wanted to- Don't feel guilty, girl. Step into your truth. Don't don't feel <laughs> guilty, okay? <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. How is your week, Miss Mom? Back to work. Oh, my mom, God. Please lady. kill me. Please kill me. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I am lucky. I was trying to like my husband and I were both working from home. We were both back at work. We were trying to watch the baby as well. And it was very difficult. But my work was pretty flexible with me, which was good. But I felt my heart racing at all times. All times, yeah. like never it's too relax. much pressure. It's too much. But then yesterday, finally, we asked our, our friend, uh, Phil Del Costello, we we're like, can you just please take him on a walk? And he came over and took the baby on a walk, which was the first time I left the baby with anybody. And it was wow, glorious and blissful. <laughs> was it were you checking in on them all the time? The first no. time I left Lou with anybody, <laughs> I was like, are you OK? Are you OK? Are you okay? No, when I was in the hospital, when I had to be readmitted to the hospital and Austin was with the baby and I wasn't there, I was checking in like every 10 minutes and even throughout the night, <laughs> like in the middle of the yeah. night. I was like, what are you guys doing? How is it? Ah. I'm still awake. I can hear machines beeping. How's yeah. my baby? Yeah. Um, but this time when Phil took him, I was just relieved. But today my parents are coming. So they'll help. they're fully Yay. vaccinated and they're able to come finally. When are they getting there soon? Yes. 630. <laughs> Yay. Exciting. Congrats. That's amazing. You deserve it. You deserve all the parents, all the help in the world. I'm so excited to see. We booked travel to the East Coast for the end of May, like optimistically. So very excited to see family. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Can't wait. And guys, we're so excited for this episode because we have an expert in our midst. It's so exciting. We have a new member of the More Banana Podcast Network. Yes. It's so exciting. And also, I've been a low-key fan of this girl for so long. She is like such a hustler. She's an incredible producer. Her images are gorgeous. Like I have adored her as a fangirl from afar. And I think we've only met twice. <laughs> and she has a be- she has a beautiful website. Please welcome, welcome Jenny, Jenny Gorlick. Yay. Hey. You two are going to make me cry. Oh. No, you're cool, Jenny. And this is a very cool, awesome podcast. And I'm so excited to be here. So Jenny has a new podcast on More Banana Network that just dropped two episodes yesterday, March 17th. It's called the Women's Alliance Survivor Podcast. Tell us all about it. Oh my gosh. Perfect for any Survivor fans. Which ultimately happened to me during the pandemic. There have been so many hours in the day to fill. <laughs> yes. Many of those hours have been filled by 20 or more seasons of Survivor. Suddenly you become a fan of something you'd never expect. And you're like, wow, I'm an expert in this. <laughs> Thank you, pandemic. Summer house for me. And we needed it. I needed this content. And anyone who doesn't think that Survivor is the greatest show on TV, the greatest show of all time even, is a scam artist mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fine. And it's said here. We you heard it that. here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, Survivor's amazing. My sister and started watching it because her roommate watches it, who had been watching it from the beginning with her family. I think we watched it once or twice when it first started. Um, and then I don't know that much about it, but Jenny, you're an expert. And there's apparently it's riddled with scams as well. So as well. many scams. And the podcast that I'm starting with my friend Lita Darmian, who's a very funny comedian, we talk mm-hmm. about different seasons of Survivor. We go into the details of it. We talk about the strategy. We talk about what do they do about their periods and pooping and things that we're really just thinking about. What do they do? The thing is, I think they mostly poop in the ocean. No. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. You wouldn't like poop in a hole? Yeah, like a sandy hole. Yes, a nice sandy ditch. There are two reasons not to poop in a hole. One, you don't want to be far away from your tribe for too long or they'll think you're scheming or looking for an idol. So you okay. do want to be within, like, distance. So you want to make eye contact while you poop. <laughs> and, um, apparently, it's just, like, cleaner and easier and you're done with it. And you don't have to – if you just poop in the ocean. Well, waves crash back on the ocean. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but – that poop right back to your business. But maybe animals eat it? Like, other fish eat the poop or something? I don't – I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. That- Who knows? <laughs> Could you tell me, so is your podcast all about female stuff, the women of it? It's it's a female perspective on Survivor because mm. at the end of the day, there are a lot of podcasts about Survivor that are currently out that are older than ours, but they're mostly run by 
Men? Men. Straight yeah. ones? Yeah. We're thinking yeah. about things that are surviving. Are really important. And the social game and all of the wild power dynamics from a female perspective. And something that's very cool on Survivor and one of my favorite things about it is when the women on a tribe make an alliance together, a women's alliance. And some of the best seasons are when the women all band together and they vote out the men. It's my favorite mm. thing. Oh, I love that. So we're taking a lot of inspiration from those women. That's exciting. And I love that. Producer Kate does not start a new podcast or put a new podcast on her network unless it is very good. So I know that this is going to oh, be a great hell podcast. Yes. Yes. She's, she's the best and the toughest and the smartest. Yes. So we trust her with everything. So guys, yeah, if Producer Kate has any suggestions, you follow them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say yes and whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say also, Jenny, you're wearing a Survivor bandana, so you're very like on brand. I'm so impressed. A buff even uh. is what you call it on the show. Oh. Many ways to wear it. And the really good thing about the podcast that I'm starting to is that if you've never watched Survivor before, it's a safe place to start and watch with us. We need that. Mm-hmm. Do you start from season, like season one? Do you go season no, by season? No, we're or starting how from we season 28 because it's a very good season. So Lita hasn't seen it. So no spoilers for Lita. I have bopped around. I've watched the 20 best seasons. So this is one of the ones that's objectively amazing. So we start here. It's a really good intro to Survivor. And also it's modern Survivor because old, like original okay. Survivor seasons one through 20-ish. Some of them are not as good. Okay. Is 28 the current season? No, 40. We just what? went to 40. 40 seasons. I don't even know this. Oh my God. <laughs> and they brought back a bunch of former winners for season 40 to compete against each other. Oh. All stars. All stars. That's amazing. Wow. I know Real World Road Rules All Stars <laughs> used to do that. Yes, yes, those guys are all stars. But that's amazing. The other thing, the only other general tap I have on it was like when Elizabeth Hasselback was on, she got like ill because she couldn't eat enough, and then she realized she had a gluten allergy, and I really like that for her. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know you related to that. And yeah. then she she brought a huge business about how she doesn't eat bread, and I was like, there you go, you're on Survivor, you lose all this weight, and then you learn you can actually make money telling other people not to eat, too. Hammer. <laughs> That's right. She wasn't the sole survivor, but she really did get something out of it. She, got she did follow her she truth. married that weird football guy. Yeah. We love yeah. that. And this yeah. actually brings us to, so if you win Survivor... The prize is a million dollars, right? The prize is a million dollars. We love that. After taxes, it's actually closer to 600000 just a little bit under. Right. So the first big scam that I want to talk about today is with Mm -hmm. the original winner of Survivor, the first guy to win, Richard Hatch. Creepy guy. That's all I remember about him. Soup's creepy. Who actually spent 51 months in federal prison after being convicted for tax mm. evasion. That's so many months. How long is a survivor? <laughs> How long are you on the island? <laughs> it's just 30 days, 32 days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really not worth it. How did sh- he evade the tax? So he just didn't pay the taxes on his winnings. So he won. He won Survivor Season 1. And Richard's very interesting because it's Season 1 of Survivor. No one really knows how to play the game yet. This is the first time they've ever done it. Jeff Probst has right, this wild right. brainchild idea. Let's put people who live in cities who don't know how to survive on an island, force them to vote each other out and compete in challenges and then see what happens. It's a social experiment. Let's see. And a lot of people on season one, actually pretty much all of them play with so much morality. They play like they're Mm. good people. They're good people. Mm -hmm. They don't try to sabotage. Like the rules of the world. Yes. Don't lie, cheat and steal. Yeah, Yeah. No lying, no cheating and stealing. But the one person who really defects from this and realizes very early on, hey, I could probably win this thing if I lie and I steal and I fuck people over is Richard Hatch. And then what does he do? He wins. He wins it all. And then it kind of proves to you that if he's the first person ever to discover that there are no rules on Survivor. Just play mm. play your game. It doesn't really matter if you're a good person or not. Just be the person that wins. Mm-hmm. That he's the first person ever to do that. When he gets back to the real world and he has a million dollars, he's also not going to play by the rules. That makes sense. Yeah, taxes just don't, they just don't appeal to him. Because he was so successful lying and scheming. So he's like, guys, this is my MO. I'm really good at this. This is how I survived. 
But Survivor's a television show, and the real yeah. world's not. Uh, and producers will like support your scheming, and the real world won't. <laughs> You'll oh get gosh. credit checked. Truly, yeah. no. So I guess the way he went, he just didn't report the million dollars that he was paid in winnings. He just didn't report it to the IRS. Dumb. Did he think they were all watching? Like, look, they've seen the show. They know it's there. It's fine. I don't have to formally report. I have so many fans. Why? Wow. <laughs> no. It's like he didn't put it in an offshore account or anything. He just like put it all in his bank account and then just didn't file a tax return. That's okay. wild. Because you have documentation of you winning that money on national TV and you're just going to be like, meh, just what kidding. Idea. Whatever. Like, whatever. No one cares. No one's going to check on this. They're, I'm just going right. to spend it. So right. then he later filed a return that didn't include the winnings and then decided that he would take it to court. He was given an appeal that he decided not to take. He didn't take the plea deal. He just rolled the dice, went to trial. Scammer's got a scam. Oh, my God. The <laughs> audacity. I love. And, yeah, what's wild about him, too, is he's banned from Survivor now. He's never allowed to go back. And it's not <laughs> about crazy. this. It's because he spent so much of his time on the first season competing in challenges, like, literally naked. His creepy <gasps> That's Naked. His creepy nudity. Yeah. Just a creepy That's... naked guy. That's why he won, because no one else wanted to have anything to do with him, because he was naked. that is disgusting. Oh, Mm. God, that's so gross. I'm glad that that's why he's banned. But also, I'm kind of surprised, this is like going way back, that it's not more than a million dollars by now. 40 seasons? Wouldn't it be like 40 million? Every time I watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, I'm like, why aren't we raising the prize amounts here? They've (laughs) been the same for 30 years. Yeah. Sorry, Still I just, just a million. And you get a little bit of money if you're a runner up. Okay. You get a couple thousand if you make it to the merge, which is when they take the two tribes or three tribes that were competing against each other at the beginning of the show. They then make them all work together now that people have been voted out. So there are fewer people. If you make it past the merge, okay. you get, you know, pocket change, okay. like $12,000 or something for getting there. Okay. Yeah. And then you yeah, get, I think, 100000 for being second place. So there's a little something, but it's still just a million dollars. But do you know what's really fun? So sometimes over the course of Survivor history, there have been like sponsors that have given like a special prize, like the Sprint, like Audience Choice Award gets money. But also pop Mm -hmm. superstar sensation Sia loves the show Mm -hmm. so much that she just gives (gasps) money to her favorite contestants. No way. Really? Yes. She's she obsessed. She's a big old fangirl. Like, she'll just tweet at them and be like, hey, love you on Survivor. Here's here's 10 grand. Please yes. declare this. I love you. <laughs> yeah, she started that way. She just would, like, tweet at them and be like, I want to give you money. Can I give you money? But then Jeff Probst noticed oh that she was God. doing this. And now she'll come to the, like, reunion show when they find out who the winner is. And then she'll just be like, here's who I'm giving money to. And she's wearing her big bangs. We can't see her face, yes. but I know right, she's right. delighted under the bangs. I know she's loving it. Oh, yes. Of course. This oh, is so... she's so excited. And she's got to wear those because she's probably like blushing a little bit. She's so excited. She's embarrassed. She's shy. She's she loves fan- Survivor. She's shy. She's fangirling. Yeah. That's amazing. What was your favorite location so far on Survivor? Like, do you have a favorite location? I hate actually in older seasons when it really feels like they – are having trouble surviving. I hate that. I hate when it's so <laughs> rainy and that they're Isn't really that the depressed. <laughs> no, I'm always like, what's in their boots? Are their boots stopping wet? And are they like getting weird multi feet? I worry yeah, I about that. I don't want to yeah. worry about them too much because for me, it's about the sure. strategy. It's about like okay. the alliances they're making, how they're playing each other, whether they're doing well in the challenges. That's what it's about for me. It's not about mm-hmm. watching humans like suffer because they're actually Decompose. starving and yeah. they're it's, raining so hard and they're cold and they're miserable. I don't like seeing that. And that's what happens in a lot of the first seasons. They don't even have like water, a water source or sunscreen for the first few seasons. That's no. real fucked up. Because they should be suing for skin cancer. <laughs> they should really be <laughs> suing. <laughs> okay, so nowadays yeah. it's a little bit more like user-friendly. There's a cabana you can go under, but you still probably can't like use a cell phone. Yeah, there's no cell okay. phone. You're still not allowed to have like 
personal items. There's no hair makeup. (laughs) Um, The cabana, you have to build yourself. You're building yourself your shelter. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. You do have access to sunscreen, thank God. (laughs) And now there's a well. So you don't have to, like, boil water from the ocean every time in order to get drink wa- drinking water. And, like, in the earlier seasons, they don't know how to make fire. They don't know how to light a fire. So they, like, can't drink water for days oh until they get flint, until they win a challenge and they get a flint. So uh, I don't like to see that. A flint. No. no. So I've heard you I've heard you mention the strategy in the alliance a couple of times. What is your favorite like strategy that people can do or like what are some strategies that you're passionate about? Okay, I've got this is a great question. I really have thought about this. Okay. Great. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> Obsessed with this question. So, okay. I think it's really good to have an alliance that no one else knows about. So you have a secret alliance that's like you and one other person and you make a pact that you're just going to keep this between you. So you too can work together to make things happen, maybe across separate public alliances. But at the end of the day, that's your, okay. that's your okay. number one. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love sure. to see that. I feel like when you make a private alliance, you're like, we are fucking also. <laughs> that does happen. Actually, when people start hooking up on Survivor, those are some of the strongest alliances. But it's also a problem because yeah. everyone else in the tribe will take note of that and be like, we got to break them up. We got to send one of them That's home. True. That's true. But Survivor has a better track record of marriages and babies than The Bachelor does. Well, oh, yeah. because they've had to survive. They've had to, yeah. and then having a baby is nothing but survival. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Extreme true. survival. So sorry. So the women alliances you said worked really well together. I love that. I love when the women are like, "Let's get rid of the men." Obsessed with that. The best. That's mm-hmm. the best. That feels mm-hmm. really good. I love when people know that there are idols hidden around the island. Okay, and the way that that works is usually someone will get a clue for an idol. They'll find it. It's always on camera, so I don't know how that can be possible, but sure. Right. And then if they use the idol during tribal council, so they use the idol to save themselves, whether they use that successfully or unsuccessfully. Once the idol's used, it's gone, and then they'll put a new idol in play. They'll hide it. So if you have seen that an idol was used, and you now know that there is an idol in play somewhere on the island you got to wake up really early or not go to bed so you can go Mm -hmm. find that idol before anyone else does. And I hate to see the survivors um, sleeping all the time because I'm like, what are you doing? Where's your hustle? Go find that idol, baby. Find that that idol. Idol, bitch. It's only 30 days. You don't need to sleep. Wait, what does the idol do for you? Okay, it protects you. So it protects you. So at Tribal Council, everyone has the opportunity to vote one member of the tribe out. So you make alliances, you try to make sure that someone who isn't in your alliance is the person who's out. You maybe want to take out a threat. A blind side happens when the main group doesn't realize that actually the target is this person and then you're able to get them out. But it's a surprise. If you have an idol, you can use it after all of the votes have been made. So everyone has already voted. Jeff then says, okay, if you have an idol, now's the time to use it. You then say, Jeff, Daddy, I got an idol. You pull it out of your bag. You give it to Jeff. You then say whether you want to use it for yourself or a tribe mate. And then any votes against you or your tribe mate that you're using the idol for do not count. So it's like double power. Very Mm -hmm. powerful. It only works for one person, but you have to make the right guess about who the votes are for. Mm. Because two things are very sad on Survivor. One you have an idol in your pocket and you don't use it and you get voted mm-hmm. out. Really sad. Mm-hmm. Really sad. Very really sad. embarrassing. Number two, you use your idol, but you've misjudged who the votes are for. So you use the idol for the wrong, wrong person idol. or you waste mm-hmm. an idol. You use an idol on yourself, but you didn't need to use it because no one voted for you. Could you, do you like, let's say you are up early, you got your morning matcha, you found your idol. Do you hide that for like the whole season if you want to? Like, do people hide it like, Wherever they can. That's what they bury in holes. It's not poop. It's their idol. It's, okay, oh. great, 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 great. Bury your idols. Bur- bury yours w- in your poop hole and then people think. <laughs> no one's going to take it then. No one's going to get it. Except your partner. Yeah, you hide it. Um, They give you bags on later seasons of Survivor, like a messenger bag, which is really wild. Cute. I don't know why. Yeah, very cute. I don't know, function. Yeah, the first seasons, people are literally dying of thirst and they're like, here's a messenger bag, here are your sunglasses. <laughs> and you can put your idol in your messenger bag because I guess there's a rule that's like, no one is allowed to look in your bag. Oh. That that's, breaks a rule if you do that. 
But I don't know. I think that's because there were a lot of props and tokens and stuff on some of the later seasons, which are fun. I like them. They change gameplay, but you need to have somewhere to put them. Mm, got it. So, Jenny, we know this started 40 seasons ago and times have changed. Are we bothered by the tribal of it all now? And the is it problematic? It's mm. definitely potentially pro- problematic because, you know, there are a couple, obviously it's called tribal council. They'll use um, idols and like statues that they steal from the culture of whatever island that they're on. Now yeah. they're always in Fiji, but before they would kind of change locations and they would use like gods and symbols from that culture. Also, they would often have like special prizes for reward challenges where you're maybe doing like a ritual or something like very specific to the island. And Mm -hmm. also the music often incorporates like chanting in a way that feels like maybe problematic. (laughs) I think they've, they still have some of that, but they have kind of taken away a little bit of it for Fiji now that it's always in Fiji, which feels like is, is for tax breaks. Like it's Fiji has given them a good deal to just stay in Fiji. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Which we love. You got to, you know, pay your taxes, get into Fiji. Yeah. Go to Fiji. Go to Fiji. Yeah. That's what I always say. But it is ultimately, (laughs) yeah, the tribal stuff is definitely problematic. I don't think I can speak fully to it because I am a white woman, but I do feel like definitely something iffy about it. And ultimately, Survivor has made mistakes in terms of, like, casting, if we're looking at diversity, also the way that gender is handled. Like, often it's often the people who are voted out first are either people of color or women. So it's really interesting when it's a white when it's white men who go first. We love to see that. Oh, yeah. Why are women in POC voted out first, do you think? (sighs) Because it's like just inherent racism or inherent like inherent mistrust of people of color which is just very problematic it's like i don't understand this person so i don't want to make an alliance or also jealousy a lot of times they're like oh because you know you're better at this than i would be and all that stuff like a lot of this racism in that way as well it's all racism (laughs) yeah it's all racism but i will say that jeff probes has been learning has been listening and does a better job of moderating these conversations that come up in tribal council than like Chris Harrison does. Like I would rather yes. it be Jeff, my daddy, Jeff Rose, and I'm calling him daddy because he just feels that way to me. Um, any day. Well, Chris Harrison's booted out. So yeah, oh, he's yeah. gone. I hope your daddy stays around because Chris Harrison's gone. I hope he's not an absentee daddy because he is doing a better job. He did a, an amazing job, honestly, in a, when um, LGBTQ plus rights came up in a tribal council when one survivor uh contestant in tribal said you can't trust this contestant because he's trans and he's lying to you oh no no. jeff probes no 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 daddy was pissed daddy took care of business he killed it in this tribal council he's like okay well i don't think we need to do a vote i think we know who needs to go right everyone (gasps) do you all agree and they didn't even write they didn't even put pen to paper they just said yep bye wow go daddy go way to take charge of that room he really did. And he was like, and the other contestants too were like, this is not your story to tell. Also, you like you outed him. How dare you? And also, mm-hmm. it doesn't say anything about his trustworthiness. That no, he's yes. the person that he wants to be and is that person. Gender and sexuality has nothing to do with that. No. No. So I will say that, yes, many elements of it are problematic, but I'm proud of Survivor for working towards it it seems like they're happy to grow i think that's the thing too is that like the problematic stuff has been there and it unfortunately has been there for so long but what is really upsetting these days too is that you're not only are people becoming aware of it but it's been happening for so long some people are like why don't i don't feel comfortable changing and you're like well you have to (laughs) so you you want to support a company that will change with the as they learn not daddy jeff he was like i'm changing Mm -hmm. i'm getting with it i'm absolutely getting with it they also just pledged that I think more than 50% of casting will be diverse casting moving forward. Good. Honestly, the best seasons are the ones that are the most diverse. There's a season early on Pearl Islands that the gimmick of it is that 
the tribes are broken out by race, which oh! is like problematic. It can only happen in the early 2000s. That was the Hold one. On, Wait, that was Hold the one on. that my family stopped watching. That was the one. That's when they were like, we're not doing this. That, that's why we stopped. But I have to say that the casting on that season is incredible. It's so many amazing people who come back for other seasons because they're so good and so interesting and smart and all these things. And the reason why the casting is so good is because it's diverse and inclusive casting. Mm, yeah. Of course. And the gimmick right. is stupid. They're like, we have to not do the this. The gimmick is racist. <laughs> right. But it is diverse of casting. Yeah. 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 So, and they're like, oh, we cool. can't really sustain this. And they end up merging the tribes very early. Because they're like, okay. oh, right. yeah, this was bad. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The older I get, the harder it is to sleep. I don't know why. And also, being a parent makes it even harder to sleep. My sleep schedule is so unpredictable that my bed and my sanctuary of a bedroom has got to be optimized for sleep. We're talking blackout curtains. We're talking a noise machine. We're talking a heavy-duty eye mask. And we're also talking a great mattress. Thankfully, Helix Sleep has got the mattress part under control. I absolutely love my Helix mattress, and I'm so thankful for it because it is so luxurious. And when I do sleep, when my kid is not waking up four times in the middle of the night and I can get those blissful hours, blissful little nuggets of drowsiness and slumber, it's on my Helix and it's great. The great thing about Helix is that they have a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences with the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Lord knows, I'm a sweater. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-sized folks. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with a midnight mattress because I wanted something not too firm and not too soft. Just a little medium because I'm a freaking princess in the pea over here. And I sleep on my side and my back and toss around all night. So the midnight is great for me. It is such an upgrade from the mattress I had before. Thank God. So if you're looking for a mattress, you just take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again because they're sketchy. 
Helix is awesome, but don't take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. No big deal. Just go to helixsleep.com slash scamwow, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix Sleep has a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, Mm, but you will. You will. Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash scamwow. Again, that is helixsleep.com slash scamwow. Enjoy. So I feel like we've gotten into a lot of like survivor politics. Do we want to get into another? Yeah, you got some some more scammers. Oh, Jenny, we're very excited about this. Yes. So Brad Culpepper was a contestant who was a former football player in the NFL. So sometimes we get contestants who were athletes, which I is fun and interesting because huh. those people are often very good. Oh, go figure. At the physical challenges, so that's fun and interesting mm-hmm. to watch, right? And Brad appeared for the first time on season twenty four, which is Blood vs Water. A season I love because the premise of this season is someone who is a former contestant appears again with a loved one. So they're, and then they separate them. So one tribe is former contestants and the other tribe is loved ones. That's difficult. Really hard, really fun season. And Brad Culpepper appears as a loved one. So his wife, Monica, competed on a season that was like a battle of the sexes season, which did include a women's alliance. And Monica is a badass and I'm obsessed with her. So Monica and Brad are a couple. Okay. So he then comes back for season 34 for Game Changers and plays like a very solid, very like physical, challenging game and makes it to the final three. But he's like so arrogant and so full of testosterone and everyone is like, no, I don't like the way that you talk to us. You're not going to win. Okay. So that's Brad's Mm -hmm. story on Survivor. But outside of Survivor, um, (laughs) he's, he's being sued by an insurance company. Because they paid him $175,000 um, because he claimed disability. But then they watched the TV show of him competing on Survivor oh, no. and being so good at physical challenges. So able. So able that they're like, uh, I think this is a contradiction and that actually this is a fraudulent claim. What was his disability? Um, Maybe just NFL. Because I guess, I guess maybe he could he could state that he's on disability as far as like his knees or his back isn't ready to be in the former profession of an NFL player, an active NFL player, but that's not disabled for any other profession. No, but I think that's dumb because he should have realized he's on television. Not what you said is dumb. It was dumb of him to go on this physical Mm -hmm. challenge show when he's claiming to be disabled. Like, what an idiot. Do you think he came up like, was like, guys, I'm going to play it real chill because I'm working with this insurance (laughs) claim. And then was like, I can't. I have so much testosterone. I have to win. (laughs) I'm going to use my brains. I'm not doing anymore. (laughs) Who even knows? And like, I guess as a part of his claim, he says that he was having difficulty getting in out of a bathtub. And then they show footage of him like diving into the ocean and swimming no! on the show. No, bathtubs are idiot. also bodies of water. <laughs> Did it, was he like, if he was like slowly sitting down or you saw him like having trouble pooping, you'd be like, okay, well, he has like but, quad issues, but no. But to be fair, he also poops in his bathtub. So right? Like, yes. <laughs> so Brad, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about Brad. And it really does not Brad, diminish Brad. how much I like his wife, Monica. Sorry to spoil it, but she doesn't get very many votes when she makes it to the final mm. three. And both of them making it to the final three is very interesting. And they're the, they were the first survivor couple, couple. to do that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't diminish how badass I think she is. Because she's also a challenge beast. So that's Brad. Um, we also have Kelly Wigglesworth, who's very interesting. So she competed on season one against Richard Hatch. And she was the person brought to the final two with him. She was either going to be the winner or Richard, and Richard came out the champion. Okay. Kelly played a pretty morally sound game in terms of like being a kind person. Yes, because it's season one, so she didn't even know what she was missing. No. She didn't even know. So Kelly 
And what's really fun about the final two, there's an amazing iconic speech where Kelly's main alliance, Sue, who Kelly did vote out because she thought she would have a better chance beating Richard than Sue. Ultimately, Kelly was wrong. She was wrong. But Sue calls Richard a snake and Kelly a rat. And she's like, Richard, you're a snake because you're an evil, bad person. And we know that you're trying to play us. But Kelly, you're a snake. You're a rat because you, you know, threw me under the bus without anyone knowing. And like, as in nature, the snake eats the rat. And we're like, whoa, 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 wild. And then, and then Kelly does lose. The snake eats the rat in this case. But Kelly has a scam of her own. Richard has a scam. (gasps) Kelly has a scam of her own. So Kelly the rat. 20 years before she was on Survivor, she there was a warrant out for her arrest in North Carolina because <laughs> she uh, it was conspiracy to commit credit card fraud um, because apparently she dined and dashed. She dined and dashed in North Carolina 20 years before competing on Survivor, and then they came for her. Wow. Yeah, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> One little shitty dine and dash. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. But a little scam. But little scam. scam. And the thing is, that makes sense to me because Richard had a big scam. Richard's talking yeah. like he owed $400,000 in taxes. Kelly owes, she paid ultimately $455 for a dine and dash. Could have been $1,399. Right. Could have been $1,399. And that yeah. shows you, honestly, the difference yeah. in their gameplay is can mm-hmm. be seen in their scam. Wow. I feel bad for her that she got in trouble for dine and dash because I feel like that's such a like, that's an okay scam. But <laughs> no, I mean, I've never pulled it and yeah. I've waited tables and anyone who's done that is like a bad it's person. Horrible. But but it is an OK. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't you have bigger fish to fry? I don't know. She was using a stolen credit card at the time, too. Oh, oh that's interesting. Okay. OK. That's interesting. A stolen credit card's very interesting. And yeah. it was okay. $37 pasta dinner at the Olive Garden that she did not pay for. See, you Olive can dine Garden. and dash from the Olive Garden. Who gives a shit? But you know what? Who Olive Garden shit? is watching Survivor also. So you know Olive Garden is like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> but Olive that Garden- That bitch dine and dashed on me. Olive Garden is giving away free pasta and breadsticks. Like, you can right. dine and dash. But that's not for you to decide. They'll decide, you know? and then they'll come back with a vengeance. You're right. So a little a little silly uh, survivor scam. But she paid off and she did some community service. So Kelly Wigglesworth is... Wiggling her way out of that situation. She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. Good job. And um, the last survivor scam that I, I'd like to bring to the table here. Yes. Okay. Johnny Fairplay, who was a notorious survivor villain contestant. He played on Pearl Islands. Is this his real name? That's his stage name? name for the show. I, I really don't know. Fair. But he's Johnny Fairplay. Fair he really did fair. not play a fair game because during the... The part of the series where the contestants have a visit from their loved ones, he lied and said that his grandmother was dead. He lied. Oh. I remember that. Yeah, he lied. Okay, so what's wild? So he lied on the show and then won. So oh, not mm. fair. Villain, not a fair play. He and his mom were arrested um, for larceny charges for allegedly stealing from his grandmother, the same one that he lied and said was dead mm. on Survivor. And you know the cops who pulled him over was like, we watched your season, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We saw it. Everyone's watching. Apparently, they stole three bar stools, an end table, and a leather desk chair, and a silver (laughs) necklace valued at $5,000. I I just, it makes sense to me that a lot of Survivor contestants would be like small stakes. Small-time crooks, yeah. Because like, Survivor, the way you win, now that Richard Hatch has proven this to be true after season one, is that you go on the the show- And you lie. You lie a little bit. That's how you win. Yeah. That's crazy. And it does make sense. It And it probably, just like how they screen people for Bachelor, Bachelorette, they're like, do you have a couple screws loose? Are you like a manipulating, <laughs> lying snake? We'll have you on. <laughs> they probably knew about Kelly Wigglesworth's pasta scam from the Olive Garden. And they from were like, this is miles perfect. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah One yeah. of them was like a secret diner. And she was like, I remember I was there that day. Kelly just She's ran right perfect. out. She wiggled out. I also I have to good. issue a correction. I have to issue a correction. I'm a scam oh, artist. Okay. Johnny Fairplay was actually third. He didn't, he didn't win. He was third. OK, good. That's fine. I wonder if he went on to be on one of those VH1 shows because I've heard of this gentleman before. Yeah, or like an ice skater. I feel like who's that famous ice skater? Like Johnny, Johnny Weir. <laughs> Johnny we- yeah, Winkovic, Weirkovic. I don't know. There's like a famous ice skater who's all I can think about. He was on Celebrity Newlywood Game, Celebrity Poker Showdown, Celebrity Fear Factor, Pawn Stars, and Camp Reality. 
I think camp reality I watched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he went on to really make a journey, uh, a living of that. So you also have a personal little scam for us that is explosive. This is crazy. I have a personal baby scam to share about my own life. Um, So I went to high school in New Jersey. We love it. Sure. Yes. And my high school classmate was actually um, Billy McFarland of the Big Scam, the Fire Festival. What? That's insane. That's insane. Wild. So we were actually the same year. (gasps) He was asked (gasps) to speak at career day. No. As adults, when he had Magnesis, the like his members only oh. club early scam yeah. prior to the fire festival. I was never a member. I never I was never like cool enough or in that good scene to be a good. part of it. No, good. I didn't have good, 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 the good. credit cards were cool though. They were like so heavy. They were like a really hefty, cool credit card. Like a black card. I was a little jealous of my yeah, classmates ew. who yeah. went to those parties, but not me. And Ugh. Billy and I in high school, it was a tiny school. We went to like a New Jersey private school. So our class was like a little over a hundred people, like if Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. like that was so tiny. And Billy was like popular, played sports, played lacrosse, like cool guy. Creepy white guy. Yeah. (laughs) Creepy white kid. Yeah. And I was like theater kid working on the newspaper. Yeah. I was in all the extracurriculars and Billy was playing sports. But um, Billy was an entrepreneur, I'll say, even then, because he was selling me and all my classmates our fake IDs. (gasps) No. So Billy McFarlane sold me my first fake ID. It checks out. Pennsylvania. How much did he charge? Um, it was a couple hundred, I feel like. It wasn't it wasn't that much and we had to wire transfer them. Wow. What? That is what he's in jail for. Wire wow. transfer is sketchy. That's so sketchy. Um, I actually I have all of these text messages from him too <gasps> when we're trying to buy the fake ID if that's of interest. That's to- incredibly yes. interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay. I wonder, can I have share screen privileges? I'll pull them up for you. Sure. I used to do a whole stand-up set about this, so it's in it's a PowerPoint. I have a PDF. Oh my gosh, we're putting these on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sharing this PDF with you. So first, this is the picture of us. <laughs> I, You're so cute. I know that's me being very cute. I went to this dance with a lacrosse player who wanted nothing to do with me, but still have to. Brag. He wanted Billy. It's fine. <laughs> okay, whatever. And there's it's Billy. Fine. So in 2010. So July 2010. So I've just graduated from high school. Um, I text Billy, when can we pick up our IDs? Hey, Jen, Monday is his response. No one calls me Jen. So fully a power move on Billy's part. Yeah. Very comfortable. Mm -hmm, Very comfortable. Then on August 2nd, 2010, so a few days later, um, where, when should we meet you today? Billy, I need another day. I think, Jen, I'll let you know ASAP. So mm-hmm. checks out. Of course, the IDs are not ready. That's something that we do know about Billy's. Not good to deliver. Can't be on time. On August 3rd, um, what's it looking like, Billy? Question mark, question mark. And then a few hours later, dot, dot, dot. I meant our licenses, dot, dot, dot. What <laughs> else could I be talking about? Yo, I think Thursday, there was a big problem. Can't explain now, but hopefully... Oh, no. Can't explain. Fully foreshadowing everything that is about to happen with his music festival. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. And then a few days later on August 5th. Okay, Billy, is today the big day? Yes, it is, Jen. Smiley face. Yay. I'm very cute about my criminal activity right now. Yay. What time and where? I'll let you know. Oh, Mm. no. Okay, Mm. but I do, I do ultimately get those IDs, but they are taken away from me at Webster Hall. Both IDs, separate occasions. So I had two, I had a duplicate. I go to Webster Hall, they take it from me. I go again to Webster Hall, they take it from me again. (laughs) You're like, let me do this out again. (laughs) Let me see. Let me see. Ultimately, it's my mistake. You know, but you know, you're not even of age yet. So how would you know? (laughs) How am I supposed to know? And Webster Hall, they love to take a fake ID away. They love. That's something that's Mm -hmm. really thrilling for them. They're good at it. But then, okay, so later in September, I decide that I want to help my friends get fake IDs who don't have them. 
So I've sure. already purchased my own, but I'm like, I'm going to help my friends because I'm the organizer yeah. of my friend group. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. I've already kind of figured out that we're going to get the ID IDs. I've asked him to order them for us. Um, I think he's ordering them from China. I think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think there's a oh. website where he orders them from China and then we we wire transfer him the money. I don't know. But I don't know the full details. So on September 24th, um, he texts me because I owe him money at this point. Yo, what's deal, girlfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no D. Girlfriend. Um, I text him back. You'll get everything in today, hopefully. Also, my friend and her Georgetown friends are interested too. I think she tried to contact you. Billy then texts me multiple texts in a row. Yeah, I'm being tight as hell on who I sell to right now, so I didn't respond to her yet. When you go to Western Union... You'll need to tell them William McFarland and Lewisburg, PA. After they send it, they'll get an MTCN number. Make sure you tell me that. Because I'm only selling people to to people who have bought from me before because too many people have been getting into trouble doing this. I'll talk to her, though. Me. Yay! Thanks, Bill. Okay, I'm seriously (laughs) trying to get everything together so you'll have the money and info today. It's just that it's a lot of people who aren't as organized as me. Again, being so freaking cute. I'm the the organizer of my friend group. You are. Uh, And I just want to, I just want to drink a a little vodka soda. As much as you want, whenever you want. Yes. At Webster Hall. (laughs) Not a good bar. (laughs) Billy says, yeah, Jenny, I hear you. I'm going to pay you for this. Before you send the money, let me know and I'll tell you how much to keep for yourself. I deal with unorganized, dumb fucks on this every day. I feel your pain. It S-U-K-S sucks. <laughs> what? So you're so get, paying now you're you? getting a cut. I'm getting a cut. So I am an accomplice even before Jaw. I predate Jaw Rule in this. You do. Wow. You are Jaw. Because he, he can trust an organized Jenny. Yes. Um. So then I ask him on September 29th, so a few days later, how are they coming, Bill? He says, very good, Jen. Thanks, girl. We will keep in touch. He, 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 he. Oh, no. Wow. Which it just, it makes sense that he, 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 he is something that he would say. It's creepy. I just, you feel it. And then it takes a lot more drama to see if they've been mailed. But ultimately, they get those licenses. They do. Okay. Okay. I never get my cut. Still waiting for my cut over here. So, uh, you know, little me, little baby organized scam artist, never got yes. paid. Just like no. anyone who worked on the Fire Festival, none of us got paid. He should have paid you, though, at least. At least. And then five years later, I text him again. This is the last time I've texted him. <laughs> uh-huh. In 2015, I'm obviously, since we've learned this about me, I'm the one who decides I want to organize the five-year reunion for my high school. Good for you. I'm that girl. So... I text, this is at the height of Magnesis. So this is when his members only club is like big deal. I I message him. We have iPhones now. Mm. Mm. Billy, have you thought about hosting our class's five-year reunion in your townhouse? We got an email about planning it a week or so ago. And that seems like one of the better options. He texts me. Hey, who is this? How (laughs) dare you? What a little shit. How dare he? So then I text him, guess. <laughs> he never responds. That's yeah. the last I've heard from him, and now he's just in jail with the situation. Oh, no. That's a blessing. Do you still have his number, though? Yeah, I still have his number, but I don't know if he's oh. changed it. But I do have his number. <laughs> like, are you like, Whoa. should we text him right now? I wonder what he would say. I wonder what he's up to. How's jail? How's jail? <laughs> Lolols. I know he was nervous about COVID in jail, and I really, I hate that. I hate that prisoners had to worry. about. Oh, it's very, it's handled horribly in jail right now. It's a very bad situation. So I really do feel bad about that, even though I know he's having a good time with the situation and probably getting swole. I don't know. Probably. No, he is. He's teaching classes in jail. He's doing a course on conning in jail. Yeah, he, he is. is. Mm-hmm. He's teaching classes from jail. And then I think he's also I think he's hosting a podcast. I don't know how successful it is, but I know he started Amazing. a podcast. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have a podcast. So when he told you to wire turn, like, were you alarmed? Did you think that he was scamming you or how did you feel? I felt so I mean, really weird about that because my friend did it. I didn't end up being the person who wire transferred my a, a guy friend did it, but he had to go to like, I don't know, a drugstore, I guess, and ask to use like some random machine. And I do remember that was really weird. But this also predates PayPal. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if he was doing this scam again. I feel like he would accept payment over PayPal. 
or Venmo. But yeah. like he he was yeah. a kid. What kid knows about wire transfers? Like that's so weird. But in that I thought he was weird from the get-go. In that documentary, his mom was like, you know, he's the one who figured out outsourcing at eight years old. And I was like, yeah. that's fucked up. Was he shady in school? Were you just like uncomfortable around him or well, we always knew that he had these like shady business ventures going on. <laughs> <laughs> shady business as a child is crazy. Weird. Like that's a crazy thing to be like, you guys are like, oh, he's so shady. <laughs> We're 11. <laughs> Why? What was he doing? Well, like he also had like the outsourcing thing. Like I know he had like what he was web hosting something. <laughs> he was like, he had like a web hosting business. That was something illegal. I don't really, yeah. I don't know the details of that. So yeah, you don't need to speak onto it. But the rumors were there that this guy had shady businesses before he had a diploma. Yeah. Popular, I have to say. He was like. Really? Yeah. He hung out. Well, it's New Jersey. <laughs> no offense. No offense. No, no offense. But there's like some good connections in New Jersey. You got some mafia ties, you know, the people who can swing things are the ones to watch. I know. And it's like, I mean, because you, the New Jersey vibe runs so deep, like. Fully, I like, it. I, my belly button ring is very deep in me, and that's all <laughs> New Jersey. That's all New Jersey. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Some might say. Well, <laughs> but yeah, Billy, we always knew was up to something. We always knew Billy was up to nothing good, but also mm-hmm. he, like, hung out with all the cool people. And you kind of want to be a part of the fun stuff. Like, I guess if, if you have a friend who's that ballsy and you're that young, you don't think of somebody, like, ruining an entire island's, you know, infrastructure but to be like oh he's kind of fun he's getting us fake ids like he seems like the kind of the guy to know when you're 15 the part you know he's at like our underage like party house parties and like that's where he is he had a really cute sweet blonde girlfriend i hope she's okay i don't know how she feels about all this but like but jenny i love that in the end you tried to scam him into having the reunion at his townhouse i did i did try to scam him jenny this is great. Thank this you is so amazing. much. Yeah. I had so what much fun. Trip. I'm so happy yeah. to talk about truly all these things. Love to talk about Survivor. Love to yes. talk about my my little business with Billy yes. McFarland. <laughs> Wait, I do have one last question. Going back to Survivor, what do they do about tampons? I know we joked about it, but now that's all I can think about. Yeah. Great question. They they have them. They have they mm-hmm. have to give them to them. But actually, we are gonna have a former contestant on our pod. I cannot wait to hear. You know I'm going to ask him about about the tampons. tampons. It's him. It's a him, but he's got to know. I'm going to ask him about the tampons. Tampons, periods, sex, like condoms. What's happening? Free bleeding. They're not. No. 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 There's no way. Not with that much risk. (laughs) (laughs) There could be cougars. You know? There could be cougars. There could be weird fish. They're in Fiji. I don't know Fiji that well, but I know that they don't want us bleeding in their water. Sharks, yeah. So I don't know, Tell but them. I will absolutely find that Thank out you. for the two of you and for me. Thank you. Thank you. And our listeners will be excited to hear that as well. I know. Everybody, follow Jenny. Follow her new podcast. It's so exciting. You can find them on More Banana Network. Yes, tell us the name of it again one more time. It's the Women's Alliance podcast. <laughs> yes, More Banana. Good job. Guys, thank you so much. That was such a fun episode with Jenny. Yes. I hope you're all more informed and I hope you all apply to be on Survivor. <laughs> um, now I know. I'm going to start watching Survivor now. <laughs> I'm going to watch season 41. I'm so excited to listen to start on season 41. It's going to be amazing and we will have Jenny by our side. Yes. She said to start on 28. I'm going to try and start on 28 and see how it goes. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I'm going to do some more art scam cons. And guys, if you want to hear any of our updates on like random little cons happening in our lives, we're on the Stereo app. We do Friday nights at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time and we chat a little bit and it's super fun for Sue and I. And if you join with us and you follow us, it helps us out too. So it's a nice little yeah. gal pal chat time. So you can do that at Stereo.com slash SueSmith666 or Stereo.com slash Katie Brodnick. You mm-hmm. can follow us there. And guys, also, if you have anything this week, if you have a great aunt or uncle who like lost 500 pounds on Survivor or like, you know, could forge fire. Because they had a gluten allergy. Right. Yeah. They know how to make cricket souffle, like whatever you have, but also scam people. We'd love to hear about it. And you can call us on our hot tip hotline because, you know, I love a phone call, which is 347-509-9414. Nice. You can always email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com or check out our website for our Patreon, our merch, all our back episodes. 
though I gotta update it. Not all our back episodes. I'm a little behind enough. I'm gonna update it. We have children and we're here and we're here doing it. It's (laughs) scamwebpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, producer Kate. And thank you, Sue. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) And we will see see you guys next next week. week. Bye. Bye. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror. Missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I turn to the pad? Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation or any other. I need you to find me. Of course. What else would it be? The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.